0: G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at
1: supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Sam. How are you? I've got to say, you're... uh you're the only reason I'm still on Twitter myself.
0: <laughs> I, I, I barely tweet, so maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's like, <laughs> maybe that's what you mean. It's because I don't say anything. Um, hey, uh, always enjoy your work. I, I think that there's not a, a day where I'm not referencing one of your tweets throughout a conversation that we're having, so I, I thank you for that. Um, I've been keen to know from you though we we were very, in terms of footy and in terms of this year we've seen big changes, new rules and a new way of playing in the first couple of rounds the numbers absolutely uh, gave those choices from the AFL a big tick that there were less congestion and less stoppages and and more uh, defence to to forward 50 attack Um, the the key forward is back the game was more open it was faster Uh, more goals being scored are the numbers still saying that?
1: Uh, no, they're not quite the. Um, yeah, the first three weeks of the season, I think. Every you, you looked at Sydney, and they sort of went, you know, gangbusters, take, taking on the new rules and and that. And it all sort of worked, and things opened up. But it's it sort of come back to numbers that we were seeing a couple of years ago over over the last sort of three rounds. It's it is it's one of those constant battles. You know, you've got the old rivalries of. Carlton and Collingwood and new ones like, you know, um, the Giants and the Bulldogs. There's also the AFL and the coaches where I think pretty much every year the coaches or the AFL will come up with a new set of rules and then the coaches will try and figure out the, the best way to negate those rules. And I, I think we're starting to see that already in this season.
0: So what are the numbers telling you? Where Where is that being identified for you?
1: Um, oh, it's mostly in the the... Uh, most of the numbers have, have regressed back to sort of what we saw two years ago when we was the last time we had the full-length quarters. Uh, there's not much that hasn't uh, changed since then. Um, transition from one end of the ground is still slightly up uh, and scores from kick-ins is still slightly up, but that's still not a major uh, source of scoring. Um, there's a few less stoppages around the ground and in particular secondary stoppages. But uh, apart from that, most of the numbers have sort of stayed the same to what we've seen a couple of years ago.
0: And in the first three rounds, though, though it was far more substantial, wasn't it?
1: Oh, it was. It was um, very, very drastic. Uh, some of the changes, and and it was heavier scoring as as well. Sydney's actually a good example. You saw in the first three weeks, uh, they sort of averaging about 120 points a game, but uh, they haven't been able to continue that on. Uh, in the, in the week since and sort of only averaging, I think it's about 70 to 75 points a game now. And
0: what about uh, and what about scoring overall? Uh, I thought that in the first few rounds, it looked like we were getting maybe a goal extra a game or one and a half goals extra a game.
1: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, scoring has gone slightly up. As we know, scoring has been decreasing for, you know, sort of 20 years, maybe even a bit longer. And we're sort of getting to... In 2019, we were seeing the lowest scoring for 50 years. Um, we've turned the corner, but we haven't exactly gone um, gangbusters the other way. So uh, scoring's slightly going up, but we're only sort of like a couple of points a game above what it was two years ago.
0: And, and what about uh, the the idea that fatigue was going to open up the game? Is, there, is Are the numbers saying that that has worked and that's what's happening? Uh, is fatigue giving us um, a, a more open contest statistically?
1: I—I'll uh, be honest. With just six weeks so far, it's a bit hard to actually say that with any certainty. Yeah. But it does actually appear that that might actually be the case. But probably need a bit more data before we can uh, call that one.
0: And will one of the things you look at there be disposal efficiency late in quarters versus early in quarters and goal kicking accuracy? You know, in last quarters versus uh, you know quarters preceding.
1: Yeah. Uh, yes. Those sort of things um, when secondary stoppages. Go up some of the you know sort of pressure statistics and, uh, and tackling numbers you basically look for um yeah that, that decreases time goes on particularly late in the second late in the last quarter
0: so I'm keen to go through each game round by round and just because we, we like to do this on a Thursday night, basically looking at who might win and why. Uh, and often we go to one of our uh, AFL Nation experts, our former players. We had Dean Solomon last week. But I, I was really keen to get you on this week and see if we can find what the numbers are telling us about who might uh, emerge victorious from some of the encounters. So let's start working our way through and we'll start obviously with tomorrow night. And this is a, a mouth clash just for the very reason that we've got the, the back-to-back reigning premiers who are coming off a loss to Melbourne uh, up against the undefeated Bulldogs. So 7th v 1st at the MCG tomorrow night. So what are the numbers telling you about this game?
1: Um, well, I'm, I'm not going down the standard route. I'm going to look at a, a few of the, the weirder sort of numbers. We are right. look, we're a game without Dustin Martin, which is very rare nowadays. Uh, he's only missed eight games in his career. Uh and the, the Tigers are 4-4 four and four in that, so it's a 50-50 thing. The thing I found interesting about Dustin last week, it was the first time in his career he'd had less than 10 disposals in a game. Um, there's 250 games into a career. No one's ever got anywhere close to that. Everyone else has had a sub-10 sort of 10 disposal game by about their 180th game. Um, so it would be interesting to see how they go without him. The Bulldogs are playing absolutely irresistible football. Um, they are the benchmark in just about every statistical category you want. Um, you know, clearances, contested possessions, scoring once inside uh fifty. Um if it comes down to the wire, I certainly hope it's not Bailey Smith that's got the ball in his hands. Um before three quarter time this year he's kicked four goals straight and after three quarter time he's kicked the five behind. So um <laughs> yes. Um and apart from that, the only other thing I'd say would be a Almost well, certainly in this game is Jack Ross will probably be named the sub. He's been four times this year, the most of any player.
0: So Jack Ross, four times sub, most of any player. This is good. This is the this is the stuff that I want people to be able to go to the pub tomorrow night when they knock off work and say, "Hey, you know what? Uh, this is brilliant. I'm liking this." So Saturday afternoon, MCG, Collingwood, uh, 17th on the ladder. They're one and five on the year and. Uh, all the talk about will they or won't they re sign Nathan Buckley and then the Suns, who got their season back on track with a 40 point win over the swans at home and it's a, their first time at the g so um, it, it really is a must win for both sides but for different reasons
1: no that's ab- absolutely correct um yeah collingwood's uh, they certainly got some some issues at the minute gold coast a uh, quite amazing win last week against sydney uh 2 weeks ago they uh, against I just remember it was against the, um, the bulldogs didn't score a single point from stoppages for the entire match, which is only the second time in the last 20 years that a side's so done that. Uh, but they fixed that up last week and, and did quite well in that area against Sydney. Um, the yeah, As you said, the Suns, they don't play at um, the MCG too often. I've sort of crunched the numbers based on last week's teams uh, and the Gold Coast Suns, of the, the 22 that took the field last week, that played 157 games at the G, and 47 goals. Um, oh, wow. Which is still, you know, Scott Pendlebury on his own is 202 games and 118 goals. So he's got them covered just on his own. <laughs>
0: yes. So, uh, we're, we're, so, you're not <laughs> based on that. You, you're you not uh, fully confident of a Suns win swamp?
1: Uh, no, not not in the environment. I, I do expect Ben King to fire up in the third quarter. Uh, it seems, seems to be his Strength this year, uh, eighteen goals for the year, uh, nine of them in in third quarters. He's actually um, one of uh, my weird little stats. He's kicked the first goal of any quarter the most times in twenty twenty one. I think seven times all up. He's been the first goal scorer of any quarter. Um, but yeah, third quarters is generally where he gets most of his work done, which is the opposite of Max. Um, who has kicked one goal in his career in the third quarter, and that was just two weeks ago.
0: Now, the next game, uh, Adelaide and the Giants uh, at the Adelaide Oval. Uh, Adelaide, a couple of uh, losses in a row now. Uh, and the Giants uh, have actually started to find uh, some form off the back of, I suppose, injury is the mother of all necessity. They've had to inject uh, a lot of young players in, and it's it's paying off for them at the minute.
1: It is. The um, the Giants, the, the side they put on the park last week was actually the, the youngest side and the least ex- experienced side of any team for the year. Uh, obviously, they were up against the Bulldogs, and it didn't quite work out in there. Yeah, I, I should have probably crazy.
0: prefaced my comments earlier with they were in some form before the Western Bulldogs pants them in the last <laughs> quarter last week.
1: Uh, that's correct, yeah. It wasn't, wasn't the greatest end to that match. Uh, they may even be younger again this week, I think, with Nick Haynes going out with a hamstring. It'll be interesting to see who who can come back into the side. Um, Adelaide, they're just fascinating to look at. Tex Walker, in, in particular, um, he's... Um, Certainly turn the turn the corner. It, after the first six rounds, he's, he's had 100 disposals and 25 goals. Um, and so I've you know, gone back to find who was the last player to do that. And it said that it was Wayne Carey in 1994. Just just so, give
0: us that again. That's extraordinary. So how many and how many?
1: Yeah, so 100 disposals and 25 goals. So this is in the first six rounds of any season. So the, the most recent players to do it. Wayne Kerr, oh Taylor, Taylor Walker this year, obviously Wayne Carey, nineteen ninety four, Gary Ablett Senior, nineteen ninety two, Gary Ablett Senior, nineteen eighty five, Kelvin Templeton, nineteen eighty. So it's
0: that is rarefied air,
1: extremely rare air, and some very very good names to be in the company of.
0: No, absolutely, that's uh, that's astounding. So, what that would mean in terms of the the. Uh, under the eyes of the umpire, when it comes to Brownlow voting, will be will be fascinating to see too, Swamp.
1: Yes, it 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 will. Um, forwards generally don't get too many votes, but the way the way Texas playing, I think he there's a good chance he could be leading the Brownlow and the Coleman at this point of the season. Uh,
0: St Kilda and Hawthorne, uh, Marvel Stadium on a Saturday afternoon. The Saints uh, right up there in the bad news stories uh, at the moment. The Hawks, uh, uh, for the second time, coming back from over 30 points down to get just their second win uh, of the year. What are the numbers telling us uh, going into this game?
1: Yeah, look, it's certainly not good reading for St Kilda. They've only won five quarters for the entire year, which is the least of any side. so it is quite amazing that with numbers that low, they've actually managed to win two matches. And one of them was a quite astounding win against West Coast three yeah. weeks ago. Um, St Kilda actually scored more in the first six rounds of last year than they have this year, which isn't a, a um, something that will make state fans feel too warm and cosy. No, um, no,
0: not when we're playing half an hour less game. Not when we're playing half an hour more game time this year than we were last year.
1: No, it's actually one of St Kilda's strategies last year was they were really good at getting the ball right up, right in front of goal. So taking shots from pretty much directly in front, sort of 15 to 20 metres out. Uh, and for the first 10 weeks of last year, that's that's how they got a large part of their scoring. Um, sort of clubs started adjusting to that and managing to push the, their forwards out a bit wider and a bit further away and, and things dropped away since then. But um, yes, they're... There's not really many avenues to, to uh, score for them this year at all. Um, especially for Hawthorne, uh, Jacob Kaczynski was probably the big story out of last week. It was a um, an astonishing game. Uh, Kicked the first and the last score in that match. which um, Charlie Dixon's the only person who have done that this year as well. But, um, yeah, got a deserved Rising Star nomination, which ended a six-game streak of non-Victorian clubs Taking the um, taking the Rising Star Award, which is the longest ever, um, and I think the other thing for the Hawks, like you said, they've twice this year they've come back from from large margins, and uh, last week they did it when a side had kicked fifteen goals straight to start the game, which we know is the most accurate start ever to a VFL AFL game.
0: Gee, that's, yeah. Well, that that was. Uh, I, I remember following, and I reckon I saw you put that up, and I think I mentioned that during the call that, they, that they, they're going to they're breaking a record here. It was they couldn't miss, and it was a windy day. It was a swirling breeze down there, and they just could not miss. Um, you would have expected that record to be broken, maybe under the roof, wouldn't you?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, the last place I think I would have expected it to have happened is Tasmania. I've done some games down there, and you've seen. Players try and kick the ball, and it almost goes straight back over the head, over the head because their winds that strong. Um, it was it, it, absolutely astounding to watch. Um, yes, and sort of it was a bit bizarre at the end of the game, then for it to finish with I think it was six or seven behinds in a row to decide the match.
0: Yeah, it, it was. It was almost uh, neurotic, wasn't it? It was. It was
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the best word for it.
0: Yeah. Uh, so. Saturday night, a couple of games, Brisbane and Port Adelaide. So Brisbane uh, in eighth at the moment. Uh, a, a couple of wins in a row uh, to get their season back on track. Port Adelaide uh, just uh, uh, in brilliant nick and uh, have only lost uh, one game for the season. This is at the Gabba on Saturday night. The numbers are saying what, Swamp?
1: I think this is probably the game I'm most excited about on the, the, the weekend. This is the two sides that finished one and two last year and ended up both getting knocked out in prelim finals. But the games we've had this year between all the prelim finalists have all been cracking games for Geelong and Brisbane and sort of round two and the Port Richmond game a few weeks ago. So I'm hoping this is another sort of um, nail-biter. I think... um, I've been looking... And some of the barometers for team success in recent years, it was always if some player managed to kick a goal, their side would win. So a couple of years ago, it was... Um, Tip and Woody at Essendon If he kicked a goal Essendon would win If he didn't kick a goal They'd lose uh, Burgoyne a couple of years Before that At Hawthorne It seems to be this year That if Travis Boat Kicks a behind Port Adelaide win And if he doesn't <laughs> They lose So that's uh, There's a barometer to, to look out for Well he's been ruled um, out
0: we've, we've just got word That he's been ruled out
1: uh, Of the game oh, So is
0: that So should we all, all be Tipping Brisbane support.
1: now <laughs> Quite possibly uh, no Lucky Neal actually makes it interesting for Brisbane. The, um, the other thing about Port Adelaide is they've won the toss five times this year uh, and elected to kick to the right every time. I don't know what Tom Jonas thinks is is happening, but actually 12 of the last 13 times he's won the toss in the game. He's decided he's going to kick to the right of screen. Uh, I don't know if that's his best side or not, but there we go.
0: He might be like Zoolander can't go left. <laughs>
1: quite possibly, quite possibly. Uh, actually, while we're speaking about Port, it's probably a, a, a happy birthday shout to Josh Carr, who um, played in 10 showdowns and was on the winning side in in all 10.
0: Oh, that's a great uh, showdown stat, isn't it? Hey, uh, Sydney Swans and Geelong, Saturday night uh, SCG, fourth. this game. Geelong have somehow, despite, apart from last week, obviously playing the most boring football of the year, they come up against a side who, at their best, has played some of the most exciting of the year so uh, what to expect in this game uh, we don't know
1: no that's exactly right there's a fairly youngish Sydney side up against a fairly oldish Geelong side um, will be interesting at some point in the time this year Geelong will probably set the record for the oldest team ever they've got I think it's 10 30 year olds in their side now and they'll have a couple more before uh, season ends done um, so if they're all fit um, it could be a very old side Um Geelong are quite good. They they haven't conceded more than four goals in a row this year, which is um, quite astounding. And then they last week against West Coast, they managed to kick 13 goals in a row as well, which is the best goal-kicking streak. Um, something to probably be on watch for is Joel Selwood. He needs three more tackles or to equal the record of the all-time tackles in VFL-AFL history since the stats have been recorded. He's just three behind Matt Prittis three to equal four to break. So uh, given he sort of averages about five a game over his career, probably should happen this weekend.
0: And I'm just assuming he has the record for the recipient of the most high tackles. Does that that go hand in hand?
1: (laughs) Without looking that up, I'm pretty confident that's (laughs) the case.
0: What about North Melbourne and Melbourne on Sunday uh, down at Blundstone Arena in Tassie, the early game?
1: Yes, so... I I think there's a couple of things to to watch for. We've heard Ben Brown's going to be playing, so he'll become the 264th player to start his career at a new club by playing against the club that he's just left. Um, If he can get more than six goals, he'll have the record for most goals kicked in that in that particular set of circumstances. The um, the other thing I'd probably be watching for in this game is Nathan Jones which you know, got to his 300th last week. Um, he's he's still chasing game uh, his 100th win, if if Melbourne win this weekend, which you'd expect that would. Uh, he'll finally get to the milestone. But he's the first player in the history of the game to get to 300 matches without ever having finished a round on top of the ladder. Um, and if Richmond can sort of get over the line tomorrow night, that certainly opens the door for him to finally sit top of the tree.
0: That's um, extraordinary. In 300 games, never been on top of the ladder. I wonder if they'll bring him a cricket bat for the 100th win. If we, When they get off the ground, sing a song, <laughs> someone hand bat. him a bat, raise that up. That'd be a beautiful moment. Uh, <laughs> have you got anything else for us, uh, North Melbourne and Melbourne? Um,
1: oh, sorry, just reading my notes here. Uh, look, Melbourne's got the chance to... They've All their six games this year, they've won by at least three goals. If they can do that again this week, they'll become just the fourth side to do that in each of their first seven games of the season. Oh, I uh, like that. Ess- yeah, Essendon two thousand, St Kilda nineteen sixty six, and South Melbourne nineteen thirty six. Obviously, the first two on that list premiers. Yeah, the other ones played in the grand final, but uh, runner up that day.
0: Now, isn't that something? Isn't that uh, one that would just uh, that that would have just uh, just piqued the interest of all the D's fans listening so hang on, they're right this down now so if we win by more than three goals uh, and we do it this week, it'll be uh, uh, seven times in a row and then, uh, last time this happened two of the three sides uh, won a premiership and all three played in the grand final uh, they'll be hanging on to that one What about Essendon and Carlton uh, Sunday afternoon at the MCG?
1: Yes uh... We've got to make mention of Darcy Parish last week. Um, just the second person into Collingwood versus Essendon. Anzac Day match to have 40 disposals. Matched what Dane Swan did about eight years ago. Um, Anthony mcdonald tippet Woody is uh, playing his 102nd game in a row, which moves into fourth on the all-time list at, at Essendon. Hasn't missed a game since 2016. Um, and he's sort of getting within range of top spot for Essendon, which is Jack Jones... I've played 133 games. Um, for um, for Carlton, I think every Carlton supporter, they're probably infuriated as most Carlton supporters are in a season, but you've got to be happy with Harry Mackay, uh, 22 goals at this point in the season. Um, the the most recent Carlton players to have that many this at this stage of a season was Favola a few times back in the 2000s and sticks Kernahan back in 1987.
0: Well, wow, that's something that that they haven't had a lot at the moment to to be happy about, Blues fans. Uh, but that is something that they can hang their hat on.
1: Yeah, that that's true. I mean, there are certain things to to be happy about if you're a Carlton supporter. I think uh, Sam Walsh is, but he's the rising star that just keeps rising. It doesn't ever seem to turn in a bad game. Uh, the future looks bright for, we... for him.
0: With Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody, I do uh, votes every week for my own personal footy award uh, swamp called uh, the Ivor Warren Smith Award. This is the 3 two, one votes for the uh, best players each week with a hyphenated surname. So maybe next right. time, next time we spend, and he's, uh, I, I don't want to give it away because we, we, we just, we only update the leaderboard sort of, um, uh, irregularly, irregularly through the year, but, uh. Next time we speak, we we might even do some. We might even drill down on some of the stats for players with hyphenated surnames.
1: Oh, we can certainly do that. We we almost had the case where that happened on tomorrow night. There could have been the two debuts because um, Collier Dawkins is debuting for Richmond. Yep. Um, but the Bulldogs have um, <gasps> Jamara Ugalde Hagen. Yes. Yes, but apparently he's not going to debut. It would have only been the second time we'd have seen a double. Uh, hyphenated debut oh, in the same
0: game. It's like Haley's Comet, even rarer. <laughs> the double hyphen uh, correct. debut. Uh, correct, yes. That was, uh, for those who
1: are wondering, that was 1996 uh, round one. Don and David Cockadoo Collins both debuted in the same game.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, the last game of the round, the Derby, uh, or Derby, depending on where you were born and raised, but they call it the the Derby. So uh, the Eagles and the Dockers, any Derby numbers that we need to be across the Swamp Thing?
1: Uh well, I think uh, you know uh, the m- most amazing thing about Fremantle at the minute is David Mundy. Um, he's he's leading the coaches vote at the minute. He's thirty five years old, so it, but he's playing like he's midway through his career. So he could he could keep going for years at this the form he's currently. In. He um he broke a record last week. He's got one hundred and seventy one wins now, which is the most for any Fremantle player. when past Matthew Pavlich. Um, we should see Shannon Hearn probably come back in this week. He's set to break the West Coast record for, for most games, the 290 by Dean Cox. Um, I And if he does come in, uh, I can link the very first game in 1987 all the way to the last game of 2021 Round 7 in just eight names. In that very first game... or in the very first round back then, Teddy Rankin to Geelong um, played. Then about 20 years later, he played in the same game as George Hines, who later on played in the same game as Albert Collier, who played with Lou Richards, who played with Kevin Murray, who played with Simon Madden, who played in the game with Robert Harvey, who played in the game with Shannon Hearn.
0: So just explain what that game was again, if you just go through that one more time.
1: Yeah, so if you go back to when the first VFL round was back in 1897, round one. Yep. Um, So I've taken a player from that round and looked at somewhere later in their career who they've played in a game either with as a teammate or as an opponent uh, to see which is the shortest link I could get to from 1897 to 2021. And it turns out you can do it in just the eight names. Oh, wow. Um, Yes. That is, um, that is Ted, fascinating. Teddy Rankin to Shannon Hearn will will we'll do the trick.
0: That's brilliant. Um, is that is that the that, that is an extraordinary way to, to finish up? Have you got any others that you'd love to throw up uh, to
1: us before we finish up it's the swamp? Uh, Look, well, I think one other thing we should hope for is that there's another close game this weekend, uh, something less than four points, um, because it'll be only the um, only the second time in the history of the game that we have had a nail biter as in decided by under three points in each of the first seven rounds of the season. 1937 is the only other time it's happened.
0: Is that right? Yes. That is phenomenal. So we'll all be hoping for that. I think we were hoping for it, that all games can be as, as close as possible, especially for the, for the passive fan. Hey mate, this has been phenomenal. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Uh, and we'll look forward to catching up with you again soon. If you're not, Following, at the Swamp Thing on Twitter, you're missing out on just absolute gold. Uh, Mate, thank you. Really appreciate it.
1: No worries. Cheers. Want to
0: witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Backers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.